Hello and welcome to Real Speak Real English with Andrew. English in context. If you've got an intermediate to advanced level of English, you will benefit from this podcast totally in English. You're going to learn idiomatic expressions, phrasal verbs, grammar, and vocabulary, all completely in context with Andrew, the most patient English teacher on the internet. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first one of these podcasts. Uh, my name's Andrew, and we're going to be looking at some English in context. So the idea here is that these are going to be sort of weekly, maybe 20, maybe 30 minute long podcasts to really help elevate your English skills, to get you familiar with some new terms, um, as I said in the introduction. So I'm going to choose the subjects for these podcasts, but you can suggest topics in the comments below. Please do. Uh, the more interactive, the more engaging these podcasts are, the better it is for me. But above all, I want these podcasts to be really interesting. Let's do better than interesting. I want them to be really absorbing. Yeah, interesting. Absorbing. Well, perhaps fascinating. Yeah, these podcasts should be fascinating for English learners. They might be riveting, compelling, spellbinding, captivating and engaging. Yeah, these podcasts should really get you going with your English, really make you want to listen to them. Um, I'd like to keep you on the edge of your seat to make you really interested, to make you want to hear more. So hopefully I can choose topics that you like. Like, what a weak word. Hopefully I can choose topics that you're keen on. Yeah, that you're keen on. Or perhaps topics that you're interested in. I would like you to be interested in these podcasts. Fascinated by these podcasts. Or perhaps even spellbound by these podcasts. Keeping you on the edge of your seat. I don't want these podcasts to be boring, to be like watching paint dry. I want you to get good English in context with these short podcasts every week. So, how can we do this? Well, you can suggest topics we'd like to talk about. I can choose topics too. But what I would like is for these podcasts to be fun. See again, fun is quite a weak word. Do you know what I mean? It's not really a strong word. Let's move it up a level. I'd like these podcasts to be pleasurable, to be entertaining, to be amusing, gratifying and enjoyable. More than fun. Um, perhaps even a barrel of laughs. A barrel of laughs is something that's really entertaining, really quite humorous and also I would like these cobwebs to blow, these podcasts even, to blow away the cobwebs from your English. Yeah? To get those words you understand, your sleeping or dormant vocabulary, to get it active, to blow away the cobwebs, to refresh, to renew, to regenerate, to, re, to rejuvenate your English even. I want you to really enjoy these. I want you to be entertained. I want you... And I want for me, I want to be in my element. I want you in your element, really enjoying 
really having a good time and participating in this series of podcasts. So, without further ado, let's feast your ears on this podcast. So, why podcasts in context? Context is important because it gives you a frame of reference. It gives you a climate for learning. It lets you learn ideas in a given scenario. And what I'd like to do with this is to help you learn phrases. Rather than just looking at individual words, phrases mean far more. I mentioned the phrase before, feast your ears on this podcast, which means to enjoy listening to it, to get the most out of it. Now you could learn the word feast, which is a big meal really, or in this case it's to really let your ears absorb the podcast and enjoy it. So you could learn the word feast, you could learn the word ears, the things you listen with, or you could learn the word podcast, which is what this is. Podcast is actually a combination of two words. It's the probably from the sort of early 2000s, like iPod, when that became a famous product, and broadcast, as in a television broadcast, a radio broadcast, to emit something. And the two words were combined to create the word podcast. So you could learn those words, feast, ears, podcast. Or you could learn the phrase, feast your ears on this podcast. Or you could feast your eyes on something really visual. So you're learning a phrase that you can use in different contexts, in different situations, rather than just learning a lot of words. Also, we'll be looking at synonyms, like we did at the beginning, with interesting, absorbing, fascinating, riveting, compelling, spellbinding, captivating, and engaging, because these help to take your level of English up to the next sort of scale by being able to express yourself, by being able to transmit or broadcast or emit the same idea but in different ways. Makes you sound more fluent, more competent, and it makes you sound like you have a, a really far better level of English. Um, so yeah, we'll be learning phrases. Chunks, as I call them. Chunks are just collections of words together, like good morning. We don't learn the word good and the word morning and combine them. We just learn good morning as a chunk, yeah? or groups of words, collocations, dependent prepositions, such as interested in, keen on, fascinated by, spellbound by, dependent prepositions, but together, in context, in a podcast, in real English. So, during these podcasts, this is not the place for me to teach you explicit grammar. I'm not going to teach you how modal verbs work or how to construct a passive voice. They may follow on a series of YouTube videos. Um, but for the moment, I want you to learn English, or to improve your English, to be engaged in English in context. Why? Because when you get to a sort of intermediate to advanced level, you might discover that, um, well, language doesn't follow grammar rules. It's the grammar rules that attempt to explain the language, yeah? You can't sit down with a grammar book and learn how to speak English. Much like you can't sit down 
with a, a, a mechanical book or a book describing how a, a car or an automobile, how this functions and then learn to drive. You have to actually do it and you do it in context. You learn to drive in a car, in a safe environment or on the open road. It's the same with a language. Um, you need to learn how the language works. You can get the grammar in context. Uh, you can get the vocabulary in context. You can get all aspects of language in context. And you'll get these moments where you think, ah, he said that. That's how that works. That's how this piece of grammar functions. Oh, I can use this word as well as another word, a synonym, and amplify, broaden, or augment your English capabilities in a very natural way. So, as far as grammar goes, I want to give you an example. Um, I'm going to look at a... I don't want to use sort of linguistic grammar terms in this. Um, it's difficult because my master's degree is in linguistics. But we'll look at a prefix. A prefix is something we put on the beginning of a word. And here, I want to look at the prefix re. R-E, re, which means to do again. Like redo is do again. Replay means play again. Revise, to look at or to study again. So I can use these words with re, redo, replay, revise, repeat, etc. But I've got a pet dog and I like to stroke my dog's head. But if I do it again, I can't re-stroke the dog. But it's an action I do over and over again. Every day, I go for a walk. I walk 10,000 steps, five miles, every day. And every day, I take the same route, or I walk the same way. But I can't re-walk. But I can redo it. <laughs> so, why why does this happen with this simple prefix re? Why can we use it in some places but not in others? Well, if you ask any native speaker of English to explain this, they probably won't be able to. They'll be stumped, they'll be bemused, they'll be confused, they won't know why you can do this. Now, there is a grammar rule to this, but it's really complex, so again, if you replay the podcast, or even if I redo it, or you repeat it, or revise it, you'll be learning these collocations or these sort of word uh, constructions in context rather than sitting down and studying them in a grammar book. So the message here is the more contact you have with English, the more exposure you have with English, the more you engage with English in context, you'll learn naturally. Now, apart from being a language teacher for a long time now, I'm also a, a language student, an avid student of languages. Avid means I really like to do this. You can be an avid reader, an avid student. These are ways you can use this. Um, and some sort of 10 years ago, I moved to Spain. Um, and at the time, I spoke very little Spanish. And 
fast forwards, jump 10 years into the future to now, apart from English, I also teach Spanish. So how did I get to a very good, if not fluent level of Spanish within a few years? Well, I made friends. I went out. I listened to my friends when they were speaking in restaurants and places like this. I used to listen to chunks of words, groups of words, short phrases, and try to memorize them, try to remember them, so that I could use them in different places, in different contexts, with different people. And that way I very quickly built up a really good working knowledge of Spanish vocabulary and Spanish grammar. And at the time I wasn't worried if I made grammatical mistakes because it wasn't a big deal. Life is not an exam, okay? And there were aspects of Spanish grammar that I didn't understand at that time that I thought, oh, do you know, I'm never going to understand this. Being aware that you don't understand some things is not a big deal because in the future you will. Language learning is a process. You build, you develop, you construct your abilities or your capabilities within the language and little by little, bit by bit, step by step, you improve. And I did just this by interacting, by listening, by repeating phrases, grammatical points with my friends. The actual studying of grammar, the formal study of grammar, came when I got to perhaps upper B1, B2 level on the Common European Reference Framework and I bought a couple of grammar books. Good grammar books, but the idea was not to learn the grammar, it was to confirm, it was to verify, it was to check that the way I was using Spanish grammar was actually correct. And by and large, on the whole, it was. So I'd learned the grammar naturally in context. And that's what I want to try and get from these um, podcasts to help you do. So I'll use my sort of stories of learning languages, teaching languages, living in different countries, general daily life here in the UK, um, and whatever you want me to talk about. You know, I will choose the majority of topics. I've got a few planned for the next five or six weeks. But then after that, we can interact. You can suggest what you'd like to learn. If you'd like specific grammar lessons, I could probably put those on YouTube, to be honest. This isn't the place. This is in context. This is stories. Um, and also, as far as learning the language goes, um, I learned Spanish to a high level. When we moved to Spain, my daughter was two at the time. Now, she also speaks fluent Spanish. She also speaks fluent Valenciano, which is similar to Catalan. Um, how did she do this as a child? Well, she did it in context at school, listening to her teachers, listening to her friends. She went through what they call the silent period. So for the first three months of living in a different country, she didn't speak Spanish. She just listened and absorbed, integrated, assimilated the language into her mind. And then after three months, she started to speak and she didn't stop. And her Spanish and her Melenciano got better and better and better by listening, by repeating 
and by interacting with people. So hopefully these podcasts will provide a similar experience for you. Um, if you have any suggestions or any comments, please put them below. I'll always try to reply to them. And I think by way of an introduction, that sort of um, kind of possibly sets the context. It puts, sets my stall out. It lets you know what I want to do. How I'd like to maybe develop these podcasts to help you. So it tells you what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and when we're going to do it weekly. So weekly podcasts, um, quite a short episode for today, but that's the introduction. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you for listening to the end of this episode. As always, if you'd like to find the transcriptions, please visit our website, www.realspeak.uk, or in the bottom of the podcast here, you can find the transcription too. And thank you for listening. Take care. See you next time.